was like, I wanted to be part of NASA, right? Like, I wanted to explore space. And then he was like, you have to be a citizen of the US before you can, like, I think you can um, be employed at NASA. Then he was like, welcome to America, something like that. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Margot Amuel. This is Defining Safe, a podcast looking at the intersection of identity and student life at Northwestern. Today, I talk to first-year international students navigating college life in the States and some of the ways they're building community together in the process. The voice you heard at the beginning was McCormick freshman Herbert Botway. He's from Ghana and came to Northwestern to study computer engineering. I talked to Herbert about how he felt when he first heard he had to be an American citizen to work at NASA. I think I was fine with it. <laughs> yeah, it's sad sometimes. I think the governments can grant exceptions to really exceptional like people. So I guess I have to be part of the exceptional group if I want to work at NASA. Herbert is one of 5,500 international students at Northwestern. In the class of 2025, Herbert's year, 80 different countries are represented, and more than 10% of the class identifies as international. While all the international students I spoke with hold different identities and come from varied backgrounds, one commonality appeared. They all felt that American movies and TV shows shaped their expectations of American college life. Herbert, for example, was shocked by how different the United States is compared to its media depictions. I was thinking with the U.S., like, everything would be easy. They allow, like, everybody to enjoy life. I see it on TV all the time. College people, they are always having fun and stuff. So when I was coming to Northwestern, I was thinking it would be the same. When I go here, <laughs> I'm always at the library. <laughs> and, like, we have exams every two weeks. It wasn't like that in Ghana. What I really like about this place is, like, I enjoy class. So even though you're getting stressed, like, you enjoy what you're doing. So it makes it, like, bearable. Beyond adjusting to a college experience that was different from what he expected, Herbert said there were cultural practices on Northwestern's campus that he had to adjust to, like asking other students what pronouns they use during introductions. Over at Ghana, like, nobody talks about, like, pronouns. Um, nobody talks about gender and my voice. Over here, everyone is like, you have a voice, you can see what you want. Herbert remembers the first time another student asked him for his pronouns. Before school started, I joined the summer academic workshop. I was in Ghana then, so that's when everybody was like pronouns. So like, I didn't really know anything about pronouns. I had to add it to my like Zoom when I put it there. So that's where I heard about it. And I think I was cool with that. Ultimately, Herbert says he's really enjoying his experience at Northwestern. Everything I was like, <laughs> it's, it's even better than I, than I imagined. And I'm really happy to be here. I also spoke with Weinberg freshman Seren Jolantswep an international student from Thailand. Seren said she experienced a lot of culture shock during her first few weeks at Northwestern. I remember, this is like a very tiny little moment, but I thought it was pretty cool. I was literally just standing in line trying to get like a free t-shirt or something. And then this person in front of me turned around and was like, hey, what's your name? And I was like, very taken aback. Just in Thailand, no one would just like randomly turn around and be like, hey, what's up? What's your name? That's not something I'm usually used to. I didn't know it was that easy to just like go up and talk to people. Another adjustment for Seren has been handling the differences in collectivist versus individualist cultural values. I think it's because America is more of an individualistic society. So it encourages people to stand up for themselves and encourages people to be individual and independent. Whereas the country where I'm from, Thailand, it's a collectivist culture. So it emphasizes more the collective, putting the good of the of the group ahead of your own need and ahead of your own wants. And if you don't conform to that, then that's a problem. 
Sarin also reflected on the mentality of American college students. Many view college as their first foray into adulthood. I really get the feeling here that people are like, once they get into college, it's like their first moment of freedom because they're away from home and a lot of them don't now and they can do whatever they want. And I can sort of see that reflected here. Whereas, you know, in Thailand, even if you go to college, you're still living at home most of the time. So for a lot of people, it's like not as big like a, oh my gosh, like this is freedom, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Because there's still like a ton of rules in place and they don't exactly treat you fully like adults still. Like they make you follow a lot of rules. You have to wear uniforms and whatnot. But Serene said she's found the American college experience to be pretty similar to its media representation. The American media does portray college to me, I feel. A lot of it has been accurate. I mean, obviously it's not like pitch perfect where people are in like, acapella riff-offs or but yeah a lot of the experience is similar to what i would have expected which is why i always say to my friends sometimes like oh my gosh i feel like i'm in a movie while serene has seen many media depictions of the american college experience she still sometimes hears cultural references she doesn't understand words that i don't feel like should be a word i remember this one time there was like a party but it was like a party during the day they were like oh it's a darty and i was like why do you have to make a word out of something that doesn't need to be a new word you can just call it a party that happens during the day it's just like those little things serene also experienced the opposite sometimes she feels like she's not able to make references from thai culture because others won't understand them one thing that helped was making friends who are also international finding international community here has just been so helpful even though you don't share the same culture you share the experience of not being from this culture and it's just this big mixing pot and it's so heartwarming and in a lot of ways we understand each other in ways that we wouldn't really be able to relate to a lot of american kids the international student community has several organizations here at northwestern like the international student association or isa ISA organizes activities for the Northwestern community and for international students, including discussions about global issues, social bonding events like retreats and formals, volunteer opportunities, and coffee chats. Students can also form friendships with international students outside the context of ISA events. Sarin's friend group, for instance, developed naturally and includes students from nearly every continent. How were they able to do this? Well, according to Sarin, she said her friends are very friendly and open to new experiences enabling them to form meaningful relationships with classmates from around the world. The reason that these people get along so well with like and have so many international friends, I think it's because they don't give as much emphasis as to oh what culture are you from? Their main focus is oh what kind of person are you? And like do I like hang out with you? And that's really all they care about, which is really nice. And cultural background isn't the only social barrier. At a school where the median student's family income is nearly two hundred thousand dollars per year, and only 3.7% of the student body comes from the bottom 20% of the income distribution, navigating the university as a lower-income student can be really challenging. You need to be a certain level of wealth to be able to attend the school, especially without financial aid. So a lot of them came from like exactly the same background. They went to prep schools or whatever. They did this sport. They went on holidays. And so they're able to make friends with each other really quickly because they really relate to all aspects of their lives. And a lot of international kids who are here, either on scholarship or financial aid, that's just another level that we can relate to. Northwestern says it maintains a neat blind admissions process for U.S. citizens and permanent residents, but it's currently facing a lawsuit for allegedly colluding with 15 other U.S. universities to illegally reduce student financial aid. When it comes to international students, the university describes itself as, quote, need-aware, meaning an applicant's ability to pay may factor into their admissions decision. According to Northwestern's Office of Undergraduate Admission, quote, 
international applicants requesting financial aid are evaluated as a separate group due to their, quote, limited funding. Once admitted, Northwestern does offer international students financial aid. Sarin's advice to international students, you'll find your people. I would say, first of all, don't be intimidated. You're going to feel different. You're going to feel, oh, am I going to be an outsider? Like, I don't fit in here. You will find your group. You will find a family here that you'll be able to connect with and you will find your support system. In First Seren, a lot of that support system has been other international students. During March Through the Arch, for example, everyone had their, like, family there saying goodbye to them. They didn't have our family there, but felt really nice to, like, look around and realize that yeah, we have each other. We're going to be each other's family here. The last person I spoke with was McCormick freshman Khalid Siraj, an international student from Saudi Arabia. I asked Khalid how his experience at Northwestern compared to his initial expectations. Upon uh, first arriving, I first, I'll say that a lot of what I watched on TV turned out to be very accurate, and I didn't expect it to be. What I watched was very different than what my home looks like. Just the way people are biking in the park, the way the streets are laid out, the trees, the houses, how they look. That was the first culture shock. The second culture shock came when he got on campus and started trying to meet other Middle Eastern international students. It took me two weeks to meet my, the first Arab, Arab friend. Other than talking with my family and friends, I haven't spoken Arabic since getting here, so that was a, it was a very meaningful experience. And it's not just a language difference. Khalid said there has been subtle differences in communication styles across different cultures. Small talk is a, is a very big thing here. can't really get, wrap my head around it. It takes a while to actually penetrate that first layer of small talk because... Uh, yeah, at least for the first quarter, because you're meeting new people all the time, so you're always introducing yourself, giving the same details. Khalid said humor is very important to him and can be difficult to translate. There was a huge shift in from when I went back to when I was here. I remember reading several years back uh, an article about how when someone learns another language, or if they can speak more than one language, they have different personalities based on the language they're speaking in. And I really felt that when I went back home. When I started to, again, speak Arabic more freely with my family and friends, I felt like a part of myself that was concealed for about three months while I was here <laughs> came back to life. My mom calls me a comedian. <laughs> I, I make a lot of stupid jokes. <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, more outgoing. Might be because of where they grew up because they have their childhood associated with that language. So maybe they they know how to be funny with it or they're used to being funny with it. I think that's I think that's what it is with me. And in the spirit of winter quarter, Khalid offered his take on the windy city weather, something international and not international students alike find difficult adjusting to. I love the snow. I'm really enjoying the cold. That might this might seem like a weird thing coming from someone who lives in a very warm and uh, humid place. I'm actually really enjoying this, even though a lot of people seem like they're annoyed by it. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Margot Amiwal. 
This episode was reported and produced by me. The audio editor of the Daily Northwestern is Will Clark. The digital managing editor is Jordan Manji, and the editor-in-chief is Isabel Saroff. Make sure to subscribe to the Daily Northwestern's podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud to hear more episodes like this.